Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Movie Mavericks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Movie Mavericks. Speaking of fucking long, uncut European cocks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason and Trevor. I can't wait. Hey now, everybody. Welcome to episode 274. Was that it? 274? Yes, I exactly. I got it right. Jeez, that is, that is getting high. It's getting up there. Um, of course, I'm not high, but you probably are. Yeah, well, I give you credit because we've done three <laughs> retrospectives, so we kind of were off there on the counting system. So technically, this is like two seventy six ish. But uh, yeah, there's probably some lost episodes in there too. Oh, some, we some have a slew of lost episodes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, for the for the numbered ones, we're two seventy four right now. So that's pretty good. Yeah, we we dropped the Ro- Roman numerical. Uh, I can't even say that numerical <laughs> Roman numerical. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that is an actual thing, Roman numerical? Yeah, we got, you know, we got the numerics right here. Exactly. All right, what are we doing today on the show here? We're doing the box office ace prediction game. We're doing a little bit of uh, trivia. We got some debate topics. We got a lot of reviews because we've been away on re- retrospectives for a while. We got Jurassic World Inside Out. We're going to talk about Entourage and the imitation game. Um, all sorts of good stuff this show. And the trailers for Creed and Steve Jobs, which we talked about as a teaser form, but now we have the long form of that. Let's get right into this game and... Uh, I want to talk about this box of say stuff. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Let's play the HSX.com box office prediction game. No, I refuse. I will play the box office ace.com prediction game, though. Which you've been playing well. And someday I will change the bumper. <laughs> Probably not. You're in third place in this uh, this game of We're the year. not very far apart. Um but I think I will hold my win on you for, for last for this weekend as well. Ah, oh, this weekend yeah. I was off. I thought people would go to the movies and nobody, nobody did. went to the movies. They didn't go. Well, they went and saw Jurassic Park. Again. I mean, Jurassic World, I'm sorry. Again. I'm living people, at a different age. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe that this, the new people are seeing this movie. This has to be repeat business at this point, right? I don't know. Um, I, you would think so, but I probably not. Some of it's probably new. Not only is this the fastest, um, I know this is all unadjusted, but not only is this the fastest of $550 million, uh, it's the, also the only time I remember a movie sitting at this high on the charts and still being in the number one position was Titanic. I mean, usually if a movie accrues this kind of money, it's, it's fallen down in the box office charts, at least in the top ten somewhere, but not in the pole position. This is unbelievable. Where are the limits of this uh, the ceiling here? It's, it's got to be $700 million, right? I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, 600 is rolling up by the end of the week at this point, right? Yeah, this is looking, uh, it just keeps making money. I don't know. Make it stop. Uh, it's making, it's it literally can't be printing stopped. money. It yeah, can't it, be stopped. It won't be stopped. Um, no, I mean, it's got, a, it's got, uh, I mean, what well, you think by next weekend it'll be over at 600? Or damn near close to. We're looking at 560 know. at this point. Yeah, but that'll, that'll have to be another. I mean, this weekend will, will be, or this week, um, I mean, it'll be pulling what, like five million a day, maybe less. Okay, so we're looking at like what, so 580 by next weekend? 20, I mean, we're, we're getting up to the 600 that's million. That's 20 real before close. the weekend, at least. So, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be 600. I don't know where the train stops there, but I do know that Terminator was almost a non starter for the franchise reboot here yeah, in the States. What happened to this thing? Why did that happen? Um, I, I mean, it had no, a good opening day, good one. but, uh, I know I've heard nothing but bad things. You've heard good things. Well, from James Cameron. Well, exactly. Oh, please. <laughs> from James Cameron. <laughs> who's shilling this thing for, for no reason. I, I really don't understand why he all of a sudden has come out of the woodwork and, and saying, oh, this is the exactly where the story should have gone before. When I'm hearing that this erases all of the rules and, and established, uh, Things going on, and I hear that Point Blank, it's just not very well directed. 
and that it's cheap looking. So I, I feared that with television director Alan Tyler being brought in, um, guy who did Thor two. So well, <laughs> Thor two looks fine. I don't know. Uh, regardless, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna not say that it probably doesn't look cheap. The series now, uh, this reboot stands at uh, what like thirty, thirty and change here. 37 million already so mm-hmm. um, not really I, th- I said 37 for the uh, 44 for the weekend for the three days so I thought this was going to be like 65 million for the five day I think I said 29 yeah, no. so you kill- yeah something like that you beat me on that and Magic Mike is although the I real- ate shit on Magic Mike what happened it's, there? it's tragic Mike because this thing did not get off to a start at all um, 11 million, 12 million roughly for the three day is wow. I mean, did the if you have an opening day of 9 million and you have a five day of 27, that is, I mean, a third of your audience came out on opening day. That's ridiculous. Excuse me. I said 27 for Terminator. I said 29 for Magic Mike. I'm surprised to be honest with you. I don't, I don't get it. Why? I, I think because the movie. It isn't sequel worthy. It's kind of a. It was a phenomenon from three years ago, and I, I don't know. I don't think audiences got what they wanted to get from that movie. I think it was a little smarter than they expected it to be. They just wanted to look at the bodies. That's what you're saying. They just want hard bodies. Well, I think that's what the sequel maybe is. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's not as intelligent as the the first one, or as well written, acted, directed, and all the above, um, which doesn't surprise me because Soderbergh took a, a back seat, who was the original director. And um, I think maybe they just tried to go for that, and it's not it's not working out too well. Well, <clears throat> you know what? Whatever, because we're not going to care in a while anyways. Like most of these movies, right? Although this is looks like a great year so far for releases. Um, I don't, you know. Well, I think this will be another down weekend. Terminators. At this point, it's fairly obvious Terminators can just kind of disappear. Yeah. But the Minions should take over the number one pole position and really give Universal another healthy injection of income here. I think the Minions is going to do very well this weekend. Do you know what? Is there any bar set for this already? Well, that's a good point. You know, I never even looked. I can uh, no, look. No bar already set for this because uh, these well, things I mean, are, I'm sure there is. Let's these see. things are – 90 is Minions. Selfless is 10 and Gallows is 10. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think that the Minions had that kind of uh... – nah, man. I might have to just <laughs> – I, I didn't know it was 90. What are you, where are you at here? Well, the last – well, I'll go first on Minions. And I'm putting it right in, the last with the, right in line with the last uh, Despicable Me. I'm going to say 84. Uh, uh, okay. I'm going to go um, – you know, I'm going to go with 102. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because we, th- we were, DreamWorks was in a very similar situation not too long ago with ping with penguins, and uh, that flopped horribly. So it'll be interesting to see if this, if they're able to do you know take the the secondary characters and make it work with this one. I think they are. I think they can do it. I think this trailer gets great, great. Uh, I think people play. love the minions. I don't think people like the penguins so much, but people do love the minions. Up they with have... minions, down with penguins. <laughs> There's so much uh, of sharing of minion shit on Facebook. I, it's hard to. Even oh, these things through are. It. Fucking, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. They're they're genetically designed for children to love them. I mean, these things and, and for like, adults. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. so the Gallows, the uh, Gallows. this uh, little minor horror, horror film. I think this is going to perform okay. I'm going 11 on this. All right, uh, I'm going to go 12. All right, so that's and selfless. I didn't know we were having playing the game on this one because I didn't know oh, it was yeah. going to be released wide enough. 2400 uh, screens. I think when this finally hits the theaters on Friday, there's not going to find 2400 screens, and this will be more like 1800. But um, it's so I'm gonna, wide. I'm going to go uh, seven on this because yeah. Ryan Reynolds has never opened a picture. I'm going to go six. Okay. I think this is similar to the loft, which yes. this has about double the screen, so I'm going to double the lofts. <laughs> Not a bad uh, comparison you know, there. A little under three million there. This is no limitless, even though it does look intriguing. All right, that's the box office ace game. Get over there. Get into the game. You still have time to play. This is a tight-knit group right now. We're all vying for that top spot, trying to take it away from Joe. So get into it and uh, try to steal the spotlight. Moving on, let's talk. We usually do the trivia right now, but I got a question for you. 
And this is kind of like a weird question, no. I know, but you, you're a movie guy, and I'm a movie guy, and movie people listen to this. And I just wonder if you're out there and you're listening to this. Think about this. If, if you come across – People listen? Uh, yeah, people do listen, I swear. Uh, it's crazy. It scares us how many people are listening. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, when you come across a movie stub, like on the ground, if you're walking and you see a movie stub and yeah. it's face up, do you stop and look at what movie that person went and saw or is it just me? I don't see. Where are you at that you see a lot of movie subs? I, I'm just. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm just saying. Are you it just hanging out in front of theaters? Exactly. <laughs> I'm, no, there's. I mean, to be fair, there's theaters around, and there's, you know, kids will, will drop shit and this and that. But um, I just. I when I come across a um, movie stub and it's on the ground, I always tend to look at, and and go and, and then quietly judge why that person picked. Like, who the fuck went and saw Pitch Perfect two? <laughs> Uh, a lot of people apparently at ten forty on a Sunday. You laugh at that. That thing's made a shitload of money. What I are you know, talking but about? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So is it just me, or do you do this as well? Uh, I don't know. I guess I could. I would look. It's really not something I'm. I would. I'm. Yeah. So you're telling me you I live just... in a litter-free zone. I want to live where you live. I live in. in There's a no movie stubs. I mean, <laughs> there's no ticket stubs around here. No. Yeah. It's the the land that movie theaters forgot. Uh, well, there's hard, there's only like, well, you to be fair, you live in an area with a, a couple of theaters around. Yeah, luckily there's this no theater around here. But even if I go down to Main Street Ventura, there's only one theater, and so there's, no, there's not a lot of like ticket stubs sitting around. Sons of bitches. And well, actually, the street's pretty clean, so. Well, then you're out of the game. And if you're out there listening, people, I want you to ask <laughs> yourselves that question: If you come across a movie stub, do you look what movie it is? All right, let's and move do on. you silently judge people? And then you silently judge people. For going, seeing a wildly popular film. <laughs> <laughs> like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> How dare you be part of the populist? How dare you go see that movie? Oh, let's move on and talk about these uh, escape rooms. You, you seen these things? I'm in uh, one right now. I couldn't get out. Uh, I'm really I'm in my panic room, so that works out for both of us. <laughs> the, the, way the internet still out, works. The way to get out is to complete a podcast. So if you hear us out there, help us out. Um, so this Mission Impossible movie has uh, spurned a, a, a escape room, basically. This this room that is being constructed at four theaters across the nation. Yeah, there's well, big the, box things. It's not a Mission Impossible thing. I guess it's a thing that people do. It's like, a, you know, in a way, it's like a, you know, like a, well, a horror movie where everyone's stuck in, in a box, right? Yeah, this would have been a perfect time for Saw. And so you, uh, yeah, really, and so you got to figure out puzzles and stuff. I don't know how this works. I can't figure out what exactly you do inside the room. But you go in with a group of, of six people, I guess, and you try to figure out the puzzles uh, to escape the room. I don't know what puzzles those are or what they do, but interesting, anyways. It sounds to me like a personal nightmare. It sounds like the movie Cube mixed with my worst experiences in high school working well, with groups. I mean, if I go in there, I'm I'm definitely eating a bunch of chili dogs before, and I'm 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 gonna stink up that room. I'm gonna make I, people claw their way out. If I go in there, that's I'm eating, how I'm getting out. I'm eating pot brownies, and I'm trying to cheat <laughs> off everyone around me on how we're getting out of there. I'm gonna be like totally. You're gonna, you're gonna be the so you're gonna be the guy that like dies first, or one of them, or right the guy be, that right turns behind, out to be right, the killer in the third act, right behind the young couple that are fucking in the corner. The unsuspecting plot turn in the third act, we don't know. Uh, regardless, if I was in one of these escape rooms for more than 20 minutes, I think my claustrophobia would kick in and I would just start just, just fucking going ape shit. Yeah, so. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, it seems like it, I hope they have an air conditioner. Yeah, but they like are uh, only in four theaters. This is a Mission Impossible tie-in, to be fair, this uh, this weekend or coming up. I think they're going to be debuting them um, at the Metreon in San Francisco, at the AMC in New York, and a couple other places. I think Chicago's got one and Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. So... If you see the, the escape room, don't enter it. Well, you won't be able to unless you buy tickets. <laughs> exactly. and it'll, I'm sure it's, it'll fill up. Well, they said you got to buy tickets for it. I thought people are like are willingly doing this. I thought this sounded yeah. like a horror movie. Well, it's like a game. I guess they do. That's why I'm saying this is a thing that, that, um, that they do, that they have places. I don't know. I've never heard of this before, but it's a real thing. It has nothing to do with Mission Impossible. It's a, just a good tie-in. It's a good idea, I think. Yeah, it's a nice tie-in. We um, got us talking about it. I mean, it would be better if they lowered you down, you know, from uh, with a rope on your waist, and you had to like, you know, catch the sweat droplet and stuff. That'd be that'd be better, but or like a motorcycle ride of some sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
Remember right. the movie Fatal Attraction? Did you ever see that flick? I have no recollection. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I remember it, it's your boy the bunny. Remember how it was like a, it became like a, <laughs> a cultural phenomenon and became spoofed so much that it's hard yeah. to watch like that and um, you know watch it at face value now. Um, like Ghost, even you know it's spoofed to a certain point. You watch it and it's mm-hmm. just it's fucking corny now because it's been joked about so much. But it was it was always corny. It's corny it was on a, its own. <laughs> cornier now though because it's been you know ridiculed to a certain extent. But Fatal Attraction was mm-hmm. I guess a seminal stalker movie of the eighties. And one of the biggest hits of Michael Douglas's career, and they are turning it not into a remake, a reboot, but an event series. But it's uh, a, try to bring it to cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I think it makes sense. I mean, Michael Douglas, a lot of the movies he made were damn near made for TV movies. Like this, really is. Oh, disclosure. Oh, 100%. good God, totally. Are you kidding me? That, yeah. Well, in this, I should say, in this era, I guess. Yeah. These these uh, Michael he Douglas did quite a sex bit movies. That were, yeah. They were more or less felt like cable movies. So could, Douglas could had a great career, though. Fine. Hey, Douglas had a good career. Well, these weren't a... bad movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, but you know what I'm saying. You know, they these could easily have been, you know, probably lifetime movies or something. You know, not only that, it could extend itself. You know, you don't have to wrap everything up here. If they want to do this as like a backdoor pilot into a, a series, it's a very good way to do that as well. You know, there's ways they could go with the story and, and all sorts of stuff here. Because um, once you have that initial mm-hmm. uh, connection with the material and the whole basis, the concept, you can do a lot of different things. Well, even – I mean didn't they – weren't they doing this with Basic Instinct as well, I thought? I thought there wrong. was rumor about bringing that back. I thought there was some sort of a TV thing with that maybe. I could be wrong. I mean they're doing it with Scream now. So they're kind of in this in this area. Obviously, you know, Fatal Attraction is a little before this, but kind of in the same area. I like the idea here of what they're doing. If they go dark with it and go HBO or cable like that, it, it would be even more interesting. But um, we'll see. But they're not. They're going ABC Family. No, they're going Lifetime. ABC Family, Is Sunday night at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it stars Selena Gomez. Ooh, Fatal Attraction with Selena Gomez. All right. I'd watch. I, I mean, I, honestly, I'd watch. I'd watch. But I'm sure James Franco would show up in the lead, and I'd just be pissed. <laughs> All right, well, Paul Thomas Anderson has taken a break from his more prestigious projects that seem to garner no attention, critical or otherwise. And uh, he's trying to get a big-budget project off the ground, writing and directing Pinocchio, or Pinocchio, for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I like to call it Pinocchio. I like to call it its original title, too. Pinocchio. It's my little Pinocchio. This doesn't surprise me, for whatever reason. He seems like a guy who would direct Pinocchio, doesn't he? (laughs) <laughs> or yeah, and especially it some, does. I, I don't know why. It just, just it, like Pinocchio, Paul W. S. Anderson's vision of Pinocchio. All right, sure. I, yeah. I won't watch it, but okay. <laughs> I mean, a mopey ass Pinocchio, most likely. Yeah, he is. He's gonna be sad. It's, I, I imagine it's gonna be played by Adam Sandler. <laughs> right. No, it's be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Mark Wahlberg. Right. I mean, this is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I did not get through Inherent Vice. Did you see it? I have it here. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you know. Did you get through the the Master either? I liked the Master. You liked it. I haven't seen that one yet either. But the Masters, you got to it's all Paul Thomas Anderson's <laughs> I work. So you got to fast forward. <laughs> no, you got nice. No, you have to force yourself. To oh, get okay. Through. A fast forward is contemplated for sure. A fast forward. Yes, <laughs> because we were talking off air about a different movie and how it, it, that movie wandered. And Paul Thomas Anderson's movies fucking mm-hmm. wander. I mean, look at Magnolia. I think it's some brilliant them, at times, oh, but, but it's Magnolia's wand- really good. I mean, some of them are really good. The Boogie Nights, you know, Punch Drunk Love. Um, but yeah, there were others that I don't particularly like. Cigarettes and Coffee, I didn't like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So what are you gonna do though? Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But yeah, he's getting together and doing do? that. Yeah, I don't know. I, this is in the early stages. Who knows by the time this script comes in and the deal's done uh, what this project will be but at this point this is what it is alright let's take a quick break and we'll come back with a lot of reviews and trailer talk this member of the Lamb Podcasting Network find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com alright guys so we need to record our top three reasons why you should listen to French Toast Sunday Podcast 
Number three should definitely be our diverse opinions. Number two should probably be our top three lists that we do every week. No, it's got to it's got to be Mark Wahlberg. What about Gwyneth Paltrow's head? It's got to be fighting the sadness in the swamp of sadness. Full frontal stories about being lost at sea. Brendan Fraser being underground. Helen Mirren's boobs. Baltimore accents as heard in The Wire. Underclaws. Crepes. Character studies. Wait, 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 guys. What about movies? No. Tree rape. Hmm. Tree rape? Yeah, I like tree rape. Tune in every Friday for a new episode of French Toast Sunday Podcast, brought to you by us at FrenchToastSunday.com. Did they say tree rape? I'm just curious that they brought up Brendan Fraser, because I've been worried about Brendan Fraser. I know you're a fan. Why would you be worried about him? Because the man doesn't look healthy. Well, he has no money. Exactly. He a horrible divorce. She took everything. Mm-hmm. I said, "Bitch." <laughs> you said, "You said, you said, but you said it." You said, you said it though. Is that the real part? You said it. No, no, for real. You go say it though. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I did. Said, I did though. Bitch. Bitch. No, 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 for real. That's, no? that's the best one. All right, we're moving peel. on. Can't peel for anyone doesn't know. Watch it. And if you don't Good start shit. watching the show, the funniest guys on television. Uh, review time. Yes, reviews. There's more opinions. Of our strong opinions. That's all we do. Opinions. Strong uh, yeah. opinions. I don't know. You saw the Duff. I want to talk about the strong Duff real opinions quick. from weak people. Because they had a they, they had a public screening <clears throat> or a or a, a public screening a test uh-huh. screening of this down the street and someone oh. I know uh, was invited to it. I almost went to see this I was back. Say, uh, yeah, I did hear that. But so you didn't go. You didn't have seen. No, 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 I didn't attend oh. it. Um. Yeah, I'll be honest. I surprisingly, I really liked it. Really. It's it's uh it's on it's it's basically an easy A ripoff. Okay. Um and it, when it first gets started you think oh god this is an easy A ripoff and it's not as good. Um and after the first act uh it is as good. So, I don't know. I I I really enjoyed it, you know. I everything I thought was stupid about it is addressed in it. And uh it's just a nice teen romantic comedy thing, you know. An easy watch, basically. Yeah, I, I found it to be smarter um, than most of the stuff uh, at this level. It didn't have a presence like Emma Stone, though, so that's why I didn't, wasn't going to give it It didn't, shot. which is what I thought as well was, oh, this is you know, a rip-off kind of a thing. But really, everyone's great in it. Um, the, the cast is, is actually great. They're good. Everything's good. I, I couldn't it, The main actress, it. I can't recall her name. Um, yeah, who was the little girl. In Independence Day, for those of you that might have watched mm-hmm. it on Fourth of July weekend, the, the president's daughter. She all was in a bunch up. of stuff. She was in Parenthood. She yes. was um, the television show, of course. Uh, right? Yeah, not the <laughs> not the movie, but yeah, the television show. And, all right, um, so uh, you're giving this a recommendation. But I would give it a recommendation, especially if you like uh, teen comedies. Um, I guess if you liked Easy A, would be would would be the judgment here, which I did. Who doesn't like so Easy A? I liked, honestly. Uh, <laughs> That's, uh, easy. It doesn't stand for easy asshole, all right? No, easy access to the asshole. <laughs> well, I saw Jurassic World uh, out there with amongst the other, what, 400 million people that saw it in the world, and um, I loved it. I mean, I honestly, I gave this one a four-star review when I first saw it because uh, I thought this was a great throwback. I mean, you really could see why Spielberg chose this kid, Colin Trevorrow, or whatever you say his name, Trevorrow. Tre- it's like Trevor tomorrow combined. It's tomorrow, um, yeah. Yeah. So this kid though has got the goods, and he's got a sure hand on the material. Um, it's swift. It, I thought it moved well. Chris Pratt is the movie star that everyone's talking about. I was a little unsure at first, but um, pulls he's it off. So much fun, isn't he? That, that's that's what exactly what it is. He's mm-hmm. fun. He's he a brings lot of back. Fun. I don't want to say that Han Solo swagger, but just but that, he's got a great. Um, he just makes being really being a, able to. He's a movie star. It, he is. I know being able to have that because he's got this. Uh, there, there was. There's a lot of talk on the and, and about him because uh, he used to be heavy, and he got in shape for um, for the movie stuff. You know, um, especially uh, the Bin Laden movie that he was in. Oh yeah, uh, for Zero Dark Thirty. Thank you, and, Zero Dark and, Thirty. And ever since then, he's been, uh, you know, rather ripped, really. But he has the body type that he still looks kind of fat at the same time. So he looks like he kind of is. He's really the perfect everyman. Exactly. Because he can be ridiculous, funny, and then he can be very serious. And he's a great actor as well. So he's just kind of he's just he's just everything. He's kind of all of it. He's all of it. 
he's the great presence in a Spielberg-type movie like this as yeah. well. He pulls off the one-liners very well. He handles that part great. Um, the storyline, everyone knows what's going on from the trailers. I'll say that there's some sort of, there are a couple nice twists here and there. I thought Jake Johnson in the control room, his fascination with the original Jurassic Park and the memorabilia was a nice touch. And there are little Easter eggs here and there for fans of the original series. Hearing that score once again on the big screen, the whole experience altogether, it's just a great summer ride. It's its meant for the summer, and it makes mm-hmm. total sense why it's selling as many tickets as it is. So well, I still uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, I know. Well, you're the one. <laughs> well, I want to wait until, you know, I can go see it without without the expectation. Being exactly. bothered by everybody. Yeah, well, I don't I don't. They're all you. still going. And my just, theater uh, was 8 to 80, basically. It just had a $30 million weekend this weekend. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, if that's going to— How many gonna, weeks now at number one? Four. Four, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, only, I mean, in, in Universal, the summer, we're in the summer. Yeah, Universal did that That's earlier crazy. this year, though, with Furious Seven. So they're having a hell yeah, of a that year. wasn't that hard. That was earlier in the year. I can understand that. We're we're literally in July at this point. July Fourth weekend is the fourth weekend still at number one. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a cultural phenomenon. It's crazy. All right. So what else did you see? You saw Night at the Museum. This is the third one. The last one of the last I films saw the third of one. Robin Williams' uh, career. Uh, yeah, I seem to be watching all the Robin Williams. Yeah, movies. you are. Um, so I, I did finally see this. I like the other two. I do like this series. Wait, do you it's, like it's, the first one better than the second one? Though I never saw the second one. I like the first one. Um, no, nah, I like them equally. Okay, the same. I really Night of the Museum is not a. This obviously isn't some series that you're gonna sit here and dissect or anything. Right. You know? Where is the third one that landed? Just don't give a shit. It's just a nice thing to put on, especially I think during the holidays. And and this one. Uh, it's the shittiest of them all, really. It's really it's it's not very good, but it does end it. It does wrap it up nicely, um, you know. And it has some comedic parts in it, but it's it's, it's still, I think, a, a very good family movie. And I really wouldn't put much more of that into the review. <laughs> well, you know, it's the sad thing about that is that Ben Stiller made a great family film a couple Christmases ago that no one saw, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, that you and I both just adore. Which is wonderful, but I think these are more family oriented even than that. These are just a little bit dumber. I mean, let's be honest. They're a little bit easier to digest. This one's put them on. They're like the Santa worse. Claus. The other that. two, I thought, at least had, um, you know, a point to them, and they they made the characters were were kind of front and center. And this one feels very much like a wrap up. You know, like here's the storyline, and you know, the characters are kind of just there. They're in it, but there's no there's no emphasis on them. So it kind of I don't know ruins it a little bit. But you see on the fence recommendation or what? And it's very yeah. I mean, if you watch the other two, you might as well watch this one. Um, it's very Toy Story three ripoffish. Um, so they they kind of just go through the motions, you know, hitting. Uh, at least Toy Story three is still up to to par with Pixar standards, even though it's yeah. you know tugging at the it, your at the the heartstrings there. Obviously, very obviously. Well, this one does the same similar thing, but without the you know coyness or. I don't know the smoothness. Yeah, without a cleverness. You know, yeah, it really just is there. So, not bad. I did enjoy it regardless, but it's not, you know. What can you say? Side of the museum, colon, secret of the tomb. There you go. Done. Done. <laughs> Boom. Uh, I saw Spy this last week, the Melissa McCarthy film that is going to cross the 100 million mark uh, shortly here at the box office. And I got to ask. What does everybody see in this person and this movie? I did not find well, this not movie that funny. That movie, right? It didn't. It didn't do up to par with. It's still doing a hundred million, and she's still considered know, like one of the biggest stars, male or female, right now. And I don't think she's. I mean, personally, I have nothing against her. She can be funny in spots, but this movie has got great reviews all around. It got critical praise up the ass. I don't get it. Statham is not that funny. I, this is Get Smart. That hmm. Steve Carroll film. All over again. I didn't mind that though. That was funny because it's the same jokes recycled. Oh, look, mm-hmm. here, okay. here, Jane, you know, you want to be out in the field. You're this person that's striving to be the number one person and they keep you down. Now is your chance. Oh, look at this cool shit. No, that's not yours. This unfunctional, ugly shit is your stuff. Now go out in the field, make it work. And same gags that were but in that's that movie the same. in this. Even going uh, going outside of that. So you're saying there's just nothing new. It's nothing new, and it's yeah. really not that funny, and it goes on way too long. This is a two-hour comedy. Is that a problem, that, though? Good God. How many movies nowadays do you see that you think should be an hour and a half? 
Most movies, I've been saying for a year now, should be cut for by an hour at least. Mm -hmm. Some are worth, you know, two, two and a half hours, but some of these movies, yeah, should be an hour 30, hour 40 tops. I could have taken 40 minutes out of the Avengers. I hate to say that. That shit could have been deleted scenes on a Blu-ray. Um, I'll agree with that because only if you give me, you know, a director's cut that's 40 minutes longer. Yeah. Um, I'll, I agree with that. Uh, but especially with movies like Spy, which I haven't seen, but um, you'd never watch the director's cut, would you? You'd, you'd only watch the hour and a half one, and that's the one you want to see. And you know that um, – uh, we know for sure. I know you know, and, and I know that I know, and I bet everyone else knows how much better that movie probably would have been at an hour and a half. A lot trimmer. A lot. Uh, it's, it's it would have conf- been a better movie, period. Even You may still not have liked it, but you'd have to agree that it would have been magnitudes of a better movie, right? It at least would have been lighter on its feet. It's lumbering at that pace. I feel like most movies do that. Even these comedies, which are really dramedies at this point. A movie that I felt was going to be lumbering and I still haven't taken the time to see is Unbroken, but you got a chance to catch up with it. How was this? It's not good. No, I've heard that from multiple people <laughs> that it gets bogged down. It is so fucking boring. Um, the amount of time talk about a movie that needs to be cut back. The amount of time spent um, being lost in the ocean is astronomical. It's just it's huge and it's so unnecessary. Um, I, this movie, um, this is not a story worth telling. You know, I hate that to say that the guy. It seemed interesting until I watched the story, which is really not much of a story. Dude can run fast. Okay. Gets shot down, stuck in a boat for a while, goes to the Japanese camp. And, uh, I mean, his name, I damn near want to call him Braddock, you know, because it's very, it's, it's very similar to like missing an action type shit. Missing you know, it's action, just, yeah. it's just exactly what you expect of it. Um, except at an extraordinary length. And so I just, uh, yeah, for me that like that kind of pulled me out of it because I stopped caring about him. And once you stop caring about him, like just who cares? It's, in point, general, it's an exercise, right? yeah. yeah. So you lost the emotional so it's just, connection. It's not it. well made, yeah. It, it, well, to be fair, know. the man has an extraordinary life in some regards. When you think about what he was put through, I've read but a lot the, of a lot story. of people do, and they don't but, make movies about it, you know. And and that's. The, if the filmmakers didn't convey the importance of him or a connection to the character. Jolie. Yeah, or anybody, or the writers, whoever it may be, because that was written by the Coen brothers. If they didn't, you know, weren't able to make you connect to that character, then it's all for naught. Like I said, have, it might as well be. It doesn't have action. a Coen brothers feel to it, really. It's just it's a weird thing, but it doesn't. Uh, that's probably a job for hire, obviously, for them. It's boring. I don't even know how you would write a lot of the. of him, of them sitting in the boat and stuff. Or I don't even know why the hell you'd put that on the screen. You know, it, it, the title of the movie is Unbroken, and in, in many ways, that's the theme, is that this guy gets pushed to his limits, and he's unbreakable. And it's true. But I tell you, it's fucking bo- Imagine a movie where I, I call it Unbroken, and, you know, I'm at some gen- genius level, I'm, I'm working, and everything's falling into place. And it's just about a guy that I put in a room, and he never breaks. And that's the whole thing. He's just stuck in a, you know, in a, a 10 foot by 10 foot room. And he never gives up because that's basically what this movie is. I heard it got bogged down, like I said. Um, yeah, it's, multiple it's, people. it's just it's not worth it. It's not good. All right. So I saw Inside Out, which was fucking awesome. I mean, this is <laughs> Pixar working at the highest order. I can't believe how much I liked this movie. I really enjoy it. I got to give another four star review out there. So I'm throwing out like is, candy today. We're on par here with cars, too, and planes, right? Oh, my God. At least planes, <laughs> fire, and rescue. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's not. Man, get you're crazy. talking big time. <laughs> uh, no, I'd put it up against Turbo. Now, this thing is on the level of um, of all my favorite Pixar ones, including Up and the original Toy Story. What seemed like an odd enough story that they would be able to make it work, right? Because whenever you hear kind of the, the weird Pixar ones, somehow they're better. 
Not weird only do they get, isn't and that, you know what? There are moments of weirdness in here mm-hmm. because they go through the abstract thinking part of the brain, and there's some part. I mean, it's really it's awesome what they're doing in this movie, and the amount of cre- the amount of creativity that fills the frame visually is staggering. Then you throw in the verbal puns that this capable and, voice cast is doing, and then the creativity say. on top of it. I mean, first of all, Lewis Black, who you and I both love, anger, plays anger, right? which anger. is perfectly Perfect cast. Casting. I mean, I fear is Bill Hader. Great casting. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, exactly. What if Mindy K- Callen, I can't say her name very well, Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly, is discussed. Uh, you got Joy by Amy Poehler. And then Phyllis and all those voices Smith. fit those. I haven't seen the movie, but all those voices, when you look at this cast, 100%. who the characters are, they fit. They, I, I don't, uh, yeah. The g- wonderful casting director, whoever that is. This that is movie. as funny, line by line, as anything that Ellen DeGeneres was doing in Finding Nemo or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, this there's some big chuckles in this. It's beautiful to look at. It's, again, it's heartwarming, and it choke you up sometimes. But again, we we have a movie that is you know really unsequelizable, right? Yeah, this isn't. You're not going to have uh, Inside Out, Inside In. You and know? how special does that make this fucking movie? Right, because you know what they're missing here? The character they're missing is hormones or puberty, but you have a prepubescent girl, so it really wouldn't work. They're, they're getting away with something. You know what I mean? It's still mm-hmm. very – it's an innocent movie. It really is. And if you're a Bay Area resident or if you're in the Bay Area at all, it's got a lot of extra treats for you if you look at recognized signs and, and maps and whatnot. Pixar really, is, right? So yeah, exactly. Emeryville up here. Sense. Um, but it's – you know, when she runs away, there's our local mm-hmm. freeway and whatnot. So it's just – um, there's a lot of fun stuff going on in that movie. I just, I really recommend it. And obviously, it's it's connecting with families worldwide. So, uh, I, I'd recommend it even to you, though. I'd tell anyone to go see it. it it's really good. Oh, I'll see it. It's Pixar. Yeah, and it's worth Actually, seeing. I see most of the animated stuff. So yeah, you do. I mean, this is no Box Trolls or Book of Life. It isn't. I haven't seen Book of Life yet, although that <laughs> is on HBO. So all right. Well, you'll be given a go. You'll be given it a go if you mind the pun. I might be. I'm fascinated with the software behind that stuff. So I. Well, oftentimes watch it regardless. Well, a lot of times they're amongst the better films. Animated movies, they can get away with a lot of cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the nut yeah, job. Do, I'm not going to lie. They do tend to uh, work in worlds that are otherworldly, I guess you'd say, right? They just they're, they break the seams of reality. You saw the imitation game, and I missed this one during the Oscar season, I... and I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, and I'll be honest with you. You know the Stephen Hawking movie. I talked a little bit about how yeah, theory crappy, of how kind of crappy that was. This is the exact opposite. This movie's fucking awesome. Okay, that, just I've a heard great film. I've heard nothing but great things about this. Now, is it the performance or is it the movie good, making? Oh, the performances are great. The filmmaking's great. Um, but the story is uh, laid out in such a way that it's actually interesting. You know, and it doesn't. Is it because you're a computer uh, guy? Is it because you like this no, kind of stuff? No, because they don't go into that kind of that kind of thing. Of course, I'm. You can't be a computer person and not, you know, like Alan Turing. He's, right. you know, amazing. But uh, the, the way they laid the story out is, it, you know, as much as the story is about Alan Turing, it's it's about him breaking Enigma. You know, and so they they just they tackled the story correctly, in my opinion. You know, they with enough of his of what was happening to him personally, but also the other with what was happening with the war and stuff and him doing that. And I wish they had gone into more technical stuff. I understand why they don't in these movies. Um, I, I just wish they would, uh, but they, I think they have enough of it that to satisfy, you know, everyone, but a great movie. And I just, I, I apparently at this point I can't get enough Keira Knightley. Kira Knightley is great. I'm just loving her again. She's, I think she's back to, uh, you know, she took, she took a little bit of a left turn there for a while, um, but she's, I think, feel like she's back doing, um, back in her wheelhouse. I would highly recommend Atonement <coughs> to anybody, uh, anyone that sure. has not seen Atonement, which is on HBO Go right now, or the streaming service. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that. That's when I really realized that she wasn't just. Um, you know, uh, Jack Sparrow's muse. So yeah, she's not just yeah. <laughs> she's not just for looks. Um, but yeah, but she's great now. I mean, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch is great. Um, it, the whole cast is good. I, it's it's just it's a it's a good movie. I thought it was what the Stephen Hawking movie that I wanted from from the Stephen Hawking movie is in this. So. You've seen now a couple of the Oscar nominees: a uh, Whiplash, uh, Birdman, this. The theory of everything. Mm-hmm. Is this your favorite one out of those nominations? 
those nominees? Uh, as a movie? Yeah, is this your favorite? One I would out still of the say Birdman. Picture? Yeah, me as well. You know, it just it just is. Birdman's one of those just one of those movies. You know, you watch it and it's there's brilliance in there. You know, there's a lot of I think mistakes and flubbing, but I, you know, you, it doesn't uh, hurt it. it so. Yeah, when it works, it works really well. It hums. And the Imitation Game just feels like I, they make a movie like Imitation Game, you know, every fucking year during the award season. You know, this is, it happens to be a very good one. Um, Unbroken happens to be a shitty one, but they don't make a lot of movies like Birdman. So kind of stands out. Agreed. Uh, also standing out is Jupiter Ascending, which I just caught. Um, wow. <laughs> is that good? It is. I got to say it's that good. No, man, this thing. It's oh, as bad as you've heard it. it. I mean, I've seen this and I've seen Seventh Son now. I and I got to be honest, at least Seventh Son, the Jeff Bridges one, knows it's this B-movie Dragon I Slayer. I haven't seen Seventh Son yet. Compare to the Keanu Reeves 47 Ronin, please. Uh, which one? Jupiter Ascending to 47 Ronin? Yes. Um, oh, it's it's about the same. <laughs> oh, damn it. It's no. about the same level. I mean, that's a great comparison, to be honest with you. I didn't even think about mm. those two. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah, no, it, it's the same way to where, like, the, after the first 10 minutes, the story, you know, they did this little setup with Mila Kunis, and she's this, this housemaid, and then all of a sudden, they jump hot. to this yeah, planet it. where Eddie Raymond, who just, you know, you're talking about your Stephen Hawking guy, guy, is speaking in this high-pitched voice that reminds you of Maggie Smith. <laughs> I mean, she's doing a downtown act, she's like, hey, the queen! Huh. Uh, it, it's <laughs> terrible. Remember the... The lady who addressed Robin Hood's people at the end of Mel Brooks's it said, Rub me your ears. It's like that. It's it's bad. Throws their ears at him. Exactly. Uh. It's very bad movie. And Channing Tatum's bad in it. I mean, the first time I've ever noticed that he has a strange walk. You ever noticed this? He does have a, a bit of a weird walk, but he's he, he's a bit of a Neanderthal, so he is kind of he is kind of a mesomorph. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, this this fucking low forehead is walking around on his knuckles, basically. I mean, I'm watching. I mean, that's how bad this movie is. It's beautiful visually. It's got. It looks. And it's well, got. I can't from, wait to see it. If it's that's this why, bad, that's I'm how love I felt. <laughs> You're okay. You really? Think, he does a version of like, like ice skating like slash rollerblading that he does because he's half canine, half human. Yeah. But you don't think so? It's not so bad. It's good for you. No. I kind of felt like it might be that for me. No, that's see, that's like Chronicles of Riddick for me, and and things like that. This movie is just yeah. is it's bo- It's weird because it's so much money is on the screen, and there's so much on. going on, and it's still boring. Chronicles of, R- of Riddick. What about Babylon AD? As bad as uh, that, or uh, wow, as bad as Babylon AD? <laughs> Fuck, man! I'm pulling out the big I mean, guns you really here. Out the bar. You keep lowering the bar. Is, that... is it as bad as Forty Seven Ronin? As bad as Babylon AD? Is this as bad as Bangkok Day? Pretty like Chronicles of Riddick, but that's like to me when I watch Chronicles of Riddick, I get mad because it's it's not good. But if something is bad, so bad that it's good, I you know I can kind of let go. Okay, I can't let go of Chronicles of Riddick. I just I get I do I like it, but I get I get a little angry. I, I mean, I, this movie, like I said, it's weird because there's so much going on and yet it's so boring. It was so weird to me. <laughs> I had to put on, I had to fucking rewind it, rewind it. That's just you know, what era I'm from. I had to go back a couple chapters <laughs> and put on the subtitles because I couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. I thought it was just me, but no, this movie just like it's either missing 25 minutes or it's it's so convoluted <laughs> and they're trying to. I mean, it's like 12 well, they months. Didn't push it back. Maybe meets they lost some. Cloud Atlas meets. Uh, <laughs> The Matrix, obviously, it's all over the place. I mean, they're really trying here. Are you in the the, the sales pitch for this? (laughs) Yeah, right. I wish I could have been for the story meetings because I went on when they said, oh, Channing Tatum's going to play a guy who has more in in common with a canine than a human. I mean, that's in the trailer, though. So that does a lot for your chemistry between your two actors. And yeah. What they don't Who doesn't sh- want to see Mila Kunis get fucked by a dog? I mean, I doggy style, <laughs> but um, that's the sex tape. It just needs to be dropped any day now. Um, but I mean, he he's jumping out of windows and shit in the trailer, which looks cool. But no, in the movie, he's like literally who, skating slash rollerblading. All the, it's like Masters of the Universe. Let me ask you honestly: If there was a Mila Kunis sex tape, who would you rather have it star? Ashton Kutcher or Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather see Mac in there. I'm I'd love to. Wouldn't you like to see? I, I want to see what what he looks like. Fucking just. I, I think just, Mac's packing big heat. <laughs> yeah, for such a little guy, sure. How else is he getting Mila Kunis? Yeah, that's right. Home alone. <laughs> <laughs> a night home alone with the Big Mac. 
Uh, no, but this movie sucks, honestly. This is bad. This is like um, John Carter's better, straight up. Wow, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to a movie that I did like was Entourage, man. I really enjoyed the shit out of Entourage. Um, I can't say it's a four-star movie because there are problems in this movie that are problems that the show had. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of writing into corners. There's a lot of uh, setups that aren't really paid off and weird. But there's no separation, right? Uh, no, but it's it's it doesn't feel like four episodes strung together. I'll say that at least. Mm. And it's nice to see these guys again. It's fun what they do. And by the end of the movie, the, and first of all, for fans of this series, um, you you're gonna get so much enjoyment out of this movie because there are tidbits that are thrown in. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. But there's a part. Uh, you know, just a throwaway bit where Johnny Drama walks past David Arquette, who's showing off his calf muscle to a girl, and he makes a comment <laughs> to him. You know what I mean? So as you laugh to that, you know the episode. Didn't get them implants yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, he makes a comment about that. Like, I don't know if those are real or not, bro, or something to that effect. You know, so uh, And there's a lot of cameos, but the cameos aren't distracting in the way that they are in a lot of other movies. I mean, people have made a big deal about it, but it's it's an entourage movie. In the world it plays in, it's fair. It has its own rules. It sticks by them. And I'm telling you, I wish this would have done better because I would have loved to see where they went with the sequel to this because by the end of it, um, I got a little choked up, honestly. I mean, they do a really good job with closing out the story. Um, they pretty much write off that last couple seasons of the show uh, very quickly. It starts off in, in the first scene. Vince has only been married for nine days and he has it annulled. So they just start really cold right away. But hmm. it all works. And as a fan of the series, I think I'm telling you, you'd love it. I loved it. But there are problems in the writing. They do write the characters into a corner on more than one occasion, which bothered me. Well, as long as we just get to hang out with those characters again. That's, that's what I felt. all we're looking for. You know, as long as you can, you can do that, I think you're fine. Yeah. And it, it was a nice return into that world. And, and if somebody, they're not fighting... Uh, I read Robert's review. Richard Robert said, you know, it was like seeing people and realizing you didn't want to hang out with them anymore, why you stopped hanging out with them. And I didn't feel that at all. I thought it was, um, man, I, 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 I still want to hang out with them. Yeah, this is still a fun <laughs> life. And uh, mm -hmm. I saw it in uh, a, a small screen theater and it was packed in there and the entire audience was really going with it. So maybe that kind of helped the experience too. I didn't think mm -hmm. uh, people, I didn't think it was going to be that funny, to be honest with you. And it really was. So. Uh, it was nice to see it well, again. You've been Although, up at the trailer, so yeah, exactly. So I really liked it. Highly recommend it to any fan out there. Although it's gone now from the theater, so you're screwed. <laughs> no, be, you're screwed. no, you're screwed. It'll be on HBO so fucking fast. Yeah, it'll probably be on Netflix tomorrow. So I don't know about Netflix. But it'll be on HBO. It'll be on HBO for the end of time. That'll be on HBO Go four years from now. Well, yeah, I'd hope so. You got a streaming pick of the week at all? Um, you, got, anything you know you what? Recommend? You know, I'll just I'll throw this out there. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash is on HBO Go right it's now. On HBO Go. You motherfucker. I saw that. I saw that. I thought you'd like that one. I You have to rewatch that because it's an HD. The net, I know. I almost, I'm going to. Um, the Net is on Netflix, I think, right now. It's a good good Sandra Bullock one, You know, if you haven't seen that. But more importantly, um, for everyone watching you know, True Detective Season 2, which um, so far is not very good. Uh, and if you want to watch something where people actually detect things, uh, check out The Killing, which is on Netflix. Um, I know it's kind of old. Uh, a lot of people have probably seen it. If you haven't, it's kind of fucking awesome. I've heard that over and over as well. So have I. I finally pulled the trigger on it. I'm addicted. It's really good. Mm. I can't do it. I can't be committed to another <laughs> show right now. I just can't do it. It's like That's my problem. I, know. <laughs> like, I can't be going all over the place like this. It's killing me. It's killing me. Uh, my uh, stream, streaming online pick of the week is something called Triumph of the Heart, which is on Netflix now, which I have a VHS copy of this that I've held on to like gold because I don't know why, but uh, you can't find it anywhere else. But now they put it on streaming. And this is the Ricky Bell story, which I put on my top amongst my top 10 football movies of all time. Mario Van Peebles plays uh, the Ricky, Ricky Bell, who was a running back who had a friendship with this uh, dying boy and ended up Ricky Bill had a strange disease himself and died at a young age. And just, it was one of the, but like Brian's song, everyone talks about, this was mm -hmm. that movie to me as a kid. I and mean, this choked the sh me up and just scarred me emotionally as a child. Um, one of the greatest TV movies ever made. So watch it. It's on Netflix. Ah, oh, I'm cool. getting teared up thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the trailer attic. 
Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert! Prepare for trailer addict. Okay. Are you prepared? I'm prepared to talk about this Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 <laughs> that you made me watch the trailer. And you're not the only one that's made me watch the trailer of this. I recently saw this trailer with a couple friends, um, and um, I still don't do you, find do it you all that like amusing. old horror movies like this, though? Cheerleader Massacre, which isn't that old, but... Of course, I remember Slumber, Slumber Party, Party Massacre, Massacre, all that kind of stuff. But all yeah, of them, Sleepaway right? Camp, all that stuff. I mean, I saw these as a child. I, I can't into say the, that... And into the numbers? <laughs> Uh, yeah, mean, into the sequels. You know, I mean, yes, I think I've I mean, seen yeah. every Silent Night, Deadly Night, even. Um, um, yeah, this I think this looks great and, and funny. I think it plays on a lot of, of uh, the issues that those movies have, a lot of the funness that are already in, built into this stuff. Um, plus, it looks like a shitty VHS uh, movie, which I love. Um, so they've done work on this to make it look like they haven't done work on it. And, right. and, I, and you can see that clearly. They put a lot of work into this. Something like the grindhouse. The effect. kills are actually pretty decent. I think it. I found it funny. I don't know. It's not that I didn't find it funny, especially that last part about the turtleneck guy and the yeah. other guy. <laughs> uh, that's a great bit. But um, I just thought that dude, hold my hair. I think it's good. I don't know. To me, this kind of stuff gets played out very quickly. Even at a trailer length, I was already done with this before it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just me personally with this kind of stuff. When it, it's trying to be so clever or so. You know, there's a lot of this kind of stuff going around now where people are trying to redo 80s movies and the karate movies, Kung Fu Fever out there or something to that effect. It's like kind of sweeping the internet right now. Um, so I'll, I'll give this one a shot because of the fact that uh, it takes well, place in Chico State and I got a couple friends that are <laughs> alumni. So this is a, a somewhat local California production. So mm-hmm. I'll agree uh, with you, but I think this looks a little bit above par for most of that shit. It reminds me of old trauma stuff. I think this looks good. Yeah, but this is has far more thought put into it, um, even in the older trauma stuff. Yeah, you watch it. You tell me if it's any good. You 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 vet this for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The other trailer though, stung uh, about killer wasps. Um, I was really entertained by, and I really want to see this movie. This reminded me of uh, the old, like <clears throat> the Tremors, what I call that kind of yep. like idea. You know, eight-legged freaks. Well, it's just a monster that. movie, right? But um, yeah, eight-legged freaks is, is, I think, a good, a good comparison here. But um, yeah, about giant wasps, and it looks like a lot of fun as well, especially when the wasps get you know as big as humans. <laughs> and you got Lance Hendrickson in this movie. Yes. Oh, of course. But he's. Probably, he's barely in it, I'm sure. He's probably killed off very quickly. <laughs> he looks a little sinister in this thing. Um, but yeah, as as it was put to me by a, a pest control person out there, we do have some pest control listeners out there that listen to us, um, he told me once that uh, bees are, you know, honeybees serve this purpose, and they're, they do this, and they're that, and they're wonderful creatures, and that wasps are just straight assholes and serve no <laughs> purpose in, in, in the function of the world. And uh, this movie proves that to a point. So I really want to see this. This looks like a fun little little horror flick. Mm-hmm. But the really the elephant in the room that we need to talk about uh, is Creed. Is basically Rocky 6.5, whatever you want to call it. This is the know. Is it even a point five? I don't uh, know. I might be giving it too much. <laughs> this is the the this the reboot spin-off, whatever you want to call it, uh, Ryan Coogler's spin-off. continuation, yeah, of, of the Rocky series uh, here. But this is Rocky as a secondary character focusing more on Adonis Creed, son of Apollo Creed. We know this has been in production for quite a while. You texted me the other night and said, have you seen the trailer yet? And I had not seen it. I told you I wanted to wait to watch it on the big screen, which was at my house, by the way. <laughs> I, I consider that the big screen. Yeah. Uh, although I heard that this is playing on the Terminator trailer, so uh, which is which is nice as the Stallone Schwarzenegger connection exists in 2015. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, you didn't think you were going to see a Rocky preview when you went and saw Terminator Five. Yeah, I know, right? 15, right? It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, but at the same time, I just, I still am really not behind this trailer. But yet, you like this trailer a I lot, which blows my I mind. I think this looks great. Um, I think it hits all the marks it needs to hit. You know, the trailer set up in such a way, and I think the movie's going to be set up this way as well. Is yeah. You know, the name of the movie is Creed. It's, the name of the movie isn't Rocky Balboa 6. You know, it's not Rocky anything. It's Creed. So to me, establishing that, working hard to establish that is important. And 
it's a bit of a, a left turn from, you know, what I thought. Because when you read when this first came out, you'd read what this is about, and it was always about Rocky training Adonis Creed, right? Right. It wasn't about, but it makes sense. It's about him, right? It's his story, um, and I think it looks great personally. I, um, I'm ready for it. It's shot incredibly well. It looks like, um, you know, they they focus on on boxing really on, on the training and stuff. And, and then a little bit on his life. It's really kind of a retelling of Rocky in a way in, in that, you know, Oh, it will sense. be absolutely. So, I like how they incorporated things of the mythology, but didn't make them, I don't want to say corny. Cause that's not the right word, but they didn't make them mm-hmm. fantasy. You know, it made it feel realistic in the sense that he walks in a mighty Mike's gym. I mean, I saw that on the door behind him, which is obviously the gym that, that Rocky owned for the mix it had. Um, and then he said, you know, people die in the ring. Your dad died in the ring. You know, it sounds that doesn't sound but as crazy. Like you think about, yeah, him. like when you think about the Russian, you know, Ivan Drago mm-hmm. killed Apollo in the <clears> ring. I mean, that's fantastical. But I mean, barring closely, like some of the stuff looks almost documentary style. Uh, I mean, you know, some of it looks like Mad Max when he's running down the street and the people <laughs> are on the bikes behind. Yeah, him. a lot of a lot of it uses. Uh, Actors and stuff who don't really look like actors. They probably have something to do uh, no, with No, I mean, the boxers are a sports. lot of them. I mean, I recognize Gabriel Rosado as, mm-hmm. as the predominantly in there. I know Andre Ward, who's a local fighter here, the champion, very prominent champion, so, um, yeah, is so, in the film. So there's a lot say... of real flavor in there. But what mm-hmm. I didn't like uh, at this point is that it, it looked a little. I don't know. I don't know what I didn't like particularly about it. It just didn't look exactly. <laughs> do you just not like it because it doesn't have Rocky in it a lot? No, because I like what they did there. I do like the fact that they're going to bring him mm. in. I mean, honestly, yeah. is it that hard? From what I saw in this trailer, I got kind of excited and thought, hey, are we that far out from Best Supporting Actor nomination? I mean, how great would that be? I mean, what if he came it's out a and possibility. got possibility? Because if they wrote this right and they bring him in second act, it looks like it is hour man. in. You know what I mean? They, and it they, looks like some solid writing in the sense that we're not we're not dealing with. You know, I don't. It, it, some of these movies like this look like they go beyond. You know, set up some payoffs for who gives a fuck. Like, let's make this real. And that, that isn't that what this feels like to you? Real? Well, they look like they're doing that with Southpaw, and I'm totally turned off by it. So me I'll too, me as well. But this looks better, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that mm. for sure. Not just because I'm a Rocky fan. I'll just say that this looks like it had like from a movie. This mm. looks like more of something I want to see. And yeah. Southpaw looks like this really depressing. Well, Southpaw looks like a Hollywood production. Yeah, of a, of a boxing yeah. movie. Thank you. That's exactly what you said it better than I could have. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Steve Jobs. This is the full-length trailer here that we talked about the teaser, which was nothing. Now we got a full-length trailer. <laughs> I like this trailer quite a bit. Um, you know, my argument's still the same. This is really it's, it's too Sorkin-y. It's so fucking Aaron Sorkin. Oh, it's this, Sorkin it's, up the ass, but I love it. No, I don't like it. It's too Sorkin-y. Danny Boyle's style here is is Fincher. All I mean, this looks like the Social Network too. That's right? why I don't like it. I mean, we don't. I don't. You know, you I don't, don't need every story told to me in this social network style. You know, stop it. It feels Just like this is what they did. This is what they did with the Christopher Nolan shit, right? When when that stuff first really hit, everyone decided they wanted to make Christopher Nolan movies. Um, and I I know this is still Aaron Sorkin, you know. So to be fair, I guess it should be an Aaron Sorkin movie, but it kind of feels put together in such a way that they were like, let's make a Steve Jobs movie. Well, we know about the social network. Let's get Aaron Sorkin to write it, right? Isn't that that feels like what this this was put together to be what it is? And I just I don't know. I don't like it. I like this trailer quite a bit. I'm looking forward to taking this ride. I think this is going to be amongst the Oscar contenders. I'm surprised how much um, Fossbender mm-hmm. kind of melted into that role, though, from what I've seen in the trailer. Because uh, I thought he was going to stick out a little he's bit more. That, I don't know. You, you think Everybody he's says he looks or he they they feel like Steve Jobs from him, but I just. Man, I just can't get past the Sorkin dialogue. I think is what it is. I, I can't I, do it because no one, people don't talk like that. It's beautiful in the social network, and I think some actors can really pull it off. No, the only time it comes out um, false here is when Rogan says it to me in a certain yeah, line. Which just feels a bit false. The whole thing feels false to me on this one. Maybe it's because I've never heard him talk that eloquently, but mm-hmm. he does in the trailer, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound right. I mean, Eisenberg is just so. I just like flows off the tongue for him. Yeah, so perfect. So I don't know. Well, a lot of actors, even Garfield, you know, his counterpart in that movie. Yeah, same. Uh, all right. Well, uh, 
So we're giving most of these trailers uh, a big, big applause here. So talked about a lot of movies on the show tonight. And uh, I got to say my favorite movie out of everything we talked about was Inside Out. How strange is that? I don't know. That is strange to me. I don't Pixar. know how strange that is. Fucking Pixar, man. They got me again. But they make good movies, so. I know, but what I just, they, they they hit such a creative low there for a quick second. I thought they were never going to rebound, but um, they really have, so. But that wasn't their fault. Yeah, but they were trying new shit, too, that was not going. Or what was the one about the girl, Brave? I liked it, Brave, though. Did you? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It was, None of that shit's terrible. But... really. I mean, the way that they did that, that should have been terrible. If anyone else had made Brave, it would have been horrible. Oh, if that was like a universal production? Yeah. Yeah, but they were able to uh, to make it good. Make it real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like well, whipping it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to set our show up for the day. That's 274 coming to an end. We want to thank you all for joining us on our latest podcast. If you haven't done so, go to moviemavericks.com. Check out uh, all the new reviews. Go to Box Office Ace. Get in the game. Like us on Facebook. Listen to us all the time. Download all <laughs> of our episodes and share us with your friends. If you can't do that, just stop exactly. listening. Exactly. Play us on a continuous loop. Exactly. You know, be, be amongst the thousands <laughs> and thousands that listen each week so you can talk about it with your friends. We're water cooler topic worthy at this point. <laughs> uh, now that we're done blowing our own horns. Speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Arrogant Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! <laughs>